Hello, welcome to Be With The Word. Uh, I am Dr. Jerry Crete, and I am here with my co-host. I'm Dr. Peter Melanoski. It is good to be here with you, Dr. Jerry. Same with you. And this is our 52nd episode. And this Be With The Word is the show where we discuss the Sunday readings. And we have the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time this Sunday. And we're going to be discussing those readings. And our theme for today is overcoming fear and getting unstuck. So I'm really looking forward to getting into the readings with you and really understanding that. And we have a little role play that we're, I think we're going to be doing. We're going to be showing you some active listening techniques and some motivational interviewing techniques a little bit and how to get yourself motivated so you don't end up like the guy in the parable. <laughs> that's right that's right and you can hear all about that on hear the word right we got that going oh yeah so if you haven't listened to the readings or, or read them already and you want to go to hear the word it'll be listed as the 52nd episode and that way they'll you'll correspond and you can just sit back read it come back over here and listen to us talk about it yep okay so dr peter we have some interesting readings now I, we may touch here and there on the first reading uh, that was Proverbs, and then we've got this right. really powerful second reading from St. Paul to the Thessalonians, but I think we both zoomed in to this yep. parable, the parable of the talents, as it's something yep. called. Yep. Uh, yep. So maybe if somebody hasn't been, didn't go over to hear the word yet, or they just need a refresher, uh, we should just sort of go over this one, because it's really kind of an interesting parable, I think. Yeah. You know, so this yeah. guy, so the, the masters gives away five talents to one guy, two talents to another guy and one to one guy. So you got three right. guys, and three guys. guys and the guys with five and two, they make, they, they, they figure out a way to like make more money with or make more with the five talents. Right. Right. They double it. They double it. Right. But we got number three, bachelor number three, uh, <laughs> he buries his. He buries his. And we got to talk about a little bit. I think it's really interesting because a talent of silver, which is probably what they were talking about, uh, probably was not a talent of gold, but a talent of silver. Talent of silver is about somewhere around $500,000 in modern day currency. It's about the wages of the average laborer for somewhere between 15 and 20 years. So it's a it's a substantial amount of money, right? right. So we, he's just doled out about seven and a half million dollars um, of, uh, or no, three and a half. I guess it would be three and a half million, right? Because there's a total of well, there's eight talents, right? So four million dollars, about four million dollars just got right. doled out. Right. So you know these are not small amounts. This is a very wealthy individual, and there's a lot of responsibility in caring for that much money. Yeah, 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 and so. Um, yeah. And a talent is a weight, right? Right. It's a, it's a measure of weight as opposed to, yeah. Yeah. It's not a coin. Exactly. No. Exactly. Uh -huh. You said if it was silver, that would be a lot of money. Um, a lot of, that would have been lost on the listener, right? To this. Parent. Right. 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 So this isn't like, and right. $5 million. Another guy was giving $2 million. Another guy was giving <laughs> you know, it's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and he doled it out according to their ability, right? So he knows something about the abilities of these three men that work for him. He, he wasn't unfamiliar with them. Mm -hmm. He knew them. They knew him. And he's giving out the, the resources according to what he thinks they can do with it. So, so it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that God gives people differing gifts? Like, we all are different. And, right. I mean, there it's in measurements, but we... we 
we can't be expected to do a lot more with uh, do talents or activities or abilities we don't have. Like he doesn't get mad at the guy that makes that got two talents. He doesn't expect him to have made six. Right. 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 Or, or to match the guy that got five. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's something really interesting about that, because let's say that somebody wound up with uh, four talents. All right. At the end of, you know, the journey. Right. Comes back with four talents. Kind of depends on where you started. Right. If you started with five, that's a loss. You lost a talent. And if you started with one, you've just quadrupled, you know, what you you know, what you had. So, I mean, you can't always know just by seeing the fruits of like somebody's efforts, like how successful they've been. God knows. Right. You know, we don't always know. Right. Something else that I thought was interesting. I mean, he gives affirmation to the first two guys mm-hmm. and, and he affirms them, which is really powerful. And then he gives them more responsibility. So they actually right. get more work right. after that, right. which is right. interesting. And it's actually not, and that might sound bad in a way, but that's actually true in the real world a lot of the time. Like when we get a promotion, we're excited. Right. Sure, we're right. getting, we might be getting more money, but we're actually getting more responsibility, and that is motivating, right? People, I think the version of this one in Luke, I think it's in Luke. I didn't check it before, but they actually take over the one, the one that um, had the five talents takes over like five or ten cities. Like he's now governing cities, um, and so you know, there's like, yeah, big a big leap up in terms of the responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so th- now I'm really fascinated with this bastion number three. Now I'm calling him. That. <laughs> um, you know, I just think his response is we got to really look at because I think it's a lot of people's response. Some right. a lot of different things. So it's it's really powerful. He goes, Master, I knew you were a demanding person. <laughs> I love that, Master. I knew you were a demanding. So what is he doing right off the bat? He's like throwing it on the other guy. It's like <laughs> I didn't make any extra money, but you know it's because you're demanding. Right, right. So yeah. no locus of you know there's a locus of control is like outside of himself first. Of all. <laughs> um, and then okay, what is the next line there? Uh, harvesting where you did not plan and gathering where you did not scatter. So he's blaming him, right? Blaming him. But then here's the next thing. So out of fear, right? This is a keyword. Out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. So I'm really curious what you think about this aspect of fear. Well, I mean, I think fear is one of those things that holds us back in so many ways, but I think the fear is late in the causal chain. In other words, I think the fear is more, it's certainly a cause, right? He, the, the, the man is identifying it as the cause for why he buried the talent, right? He was afraid, but I think fear came late in the causal chain. I think fear came like three or four steps from the real problem. Right. There's there's. So I'm curious about why was he afraid? He hinted at it. Right. You're a demanding man. You you you, you reap where you don't sow. Um, but like what was the, you know, what was going on within the man himself? Right. And if we, if we strip out the external factors, if we strip out the, the circumstances, why didn't he move? Why did he choose not to move? It was fear. But what did the fear cause? You know, what was what caused the fear? In other words, what caused um, the fear? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was really focused. We're on. not told in the parable, but we no. can imagine for ourselves. Exactly, we can make some reasonable. Talking. We can make some reasonable inferences about that, 
Um, and you and I both have worked with lots of people with lots of fear. We've had to deal with our own fear, you know, especially with this whole souls and hearts endeavor. I mean, we got all kinds of things going on with souls, way out of our comfort zones. You know, at least I, I certainly feel it with, with souls and hearts. What, what holds us back? Yeah. 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 I think like, um, when I imagine not doing something like not using my talents and, and fear, I think of things like public speaking. You know, I remember, and I may have shared this at some point in another podcast. I can't remember now. If it, if I did, it was early on, and I apologize in advance. But I remember writing my dissertation on male survivors of abuse, and then I remember because when you're finishing your dissertation, you're you know wanting to do things with it and publish it and, and all this. And this um, Chris Kilmartin, who was fairly well known in the psychological world. Uh, did it was advertised he was having a panel and he was looking for people on it dealing with men's trauma so i i volunteered and i got accepted and next thing you know i'm at apa in hawaii on a panel and not really having thought it through there were i it seemed to me like three thousand it was probably more like 500 but it was it wasn't a small room like it wasn't what i was used to these small rooms of 60 70 80 people it was it was a, I didn't know how big the panel was, let's just say. And they're all psychologists, right? So it's intimidating. <laughs> and I'm on this panel and I'm having to give this, you know, talk. And I only get like 20 minutes or something because we're all a bunch of us. And I was having like panic, like panic and thinking to myself, okay, what do I tell my own clients to deal with this? And I had to recognize, at least for me at that moment, it was like, I know this stuff. Right. I'm working on this stuff. It's not right. stuff I don't right. know. So right. how, like overcoming, I if I had just ran away or I hadn't gone there, um, I would have been hiding a talent. So. Yeah. Yeah. But how did it go? Well, you got to give us the rest I of the story, Dr. Stop. Jerry. Okay. So I had to, I, I started off, I did the things that I teach people to do. I did start monitoring my breathing. I did sort of relax. Yeah. And then I yeah. gave myself an affirmation that, you know, I do know this and I actually had to remind myself that I do believe my work is important. What I'm doing is important. And then I also had to say, you know what, if I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is good. Tell me if you think this is part is good. I just said, you know what, if it doesn't go well, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. No, it's a decatastrophizing <laughs> type of, of, yeah. of, of, of self communication. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, this isn't right. And then I think I did a little thing and said, you know what, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Like don't that's ruin great. It. don't yeah. ruin this experience yeah. by making right. it miserable. Right. Be yourself. Right. And I and I did. I think I was able to mostly do that and it went pretty well. I got a lot of Q and A's at the end too, which was interesting. <laughs> Nobody crucified me. Right. It was what right. I was afraid of, right? Right. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So fear could have stopped me, right? Yeah, the fear could have stopped you. And, you know, and you, and you worked with it, not only at the level of fear, but you worked at it at some of these preceding levels, right. That I think get in there. Like, because I think one of the things that um, happens is that we become afraid of being overwhelmed by shame, mm -hmm. you know, for example, and you were talking about that obliquely, or at least indirectly when you were talking about, you know, a sense of inadequacy, you know, like I'm going to flub this up. I'm not going to do well. So that's like a step before the fear, right? This idea of, you know, shame, inadequacy, that stuff generates the fear. And if you can work with it at that point, which is what you were doing, 
Um, that really helps. And that's what I think this guy was, was really struggling with. He talked about fear, the bachelor number three, he's talking about fear, but he's, he's really about like, what happens if I screw it up? What happens if I lose the talent? What happens if I, if I invest it or if I trade with it, right? Cause they were told to trade with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's a risky endeavor, right? He could have traded with it, made some bad investments and lost it, right. you know? Right. You know, um, and then what would he have to to present to the to the uh, to his to his to his boss when he came back? Right. So there's it's hard because there's there is a risk involved. Yeah. Anything you do that takes you out of your comfort zone or that is is, you know, is risky even. And sometimes we have ideas like this would be great to do. And then we take a step and realize oh my gosh, this is what will happen if I start doing this. Uh, so right. Maybe it's an amount of work or maybe it's exposure. Like people will see me and maybe will judge me or something. Right. 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 Yeah. But I think our, our ideas of risk can be also really inflated, right? We can believe that something is a life and death situation when it's unlikely that anybody at the APA conference would get out the long knives and stab you to death because they thought your presentation was, you know, subpar instead of just filling out the, you know, the, the form, you know, that says, ah, right. it was a little weak, uh, you know, would actually have made it a life and death situation, but it can feel that way. Right. right? So, so some of it was you were, you were, you were actually uh, decatastrophizing that level of risk, right? Yeah. Um, you were actually kind of going over this in, in the sense of saying, look, you know, even if this doesn't go well, it's not the end of the world. Right. And, and I think what I was also doing is evaluating my options and realizing that if I don't, like even before I arrived in Hawaii, right. I was making a choice to take a risk by saying, you know, I could do nothing and nothing would happen, but I would stay where I am. And by taking this risk, I maybe, maybe I'm advancing my career or I'm, you know, moving things forward or I'm sharing information that might help people. So I'm realizing, wow, there are advantages to what I'm doing. Right. Um, you know, and maybe even being a little optimistic, saying, you know what? It's, I think it'll probably go well and I'm going to have fun sharing it, you know, turning it around and t- rather than staying t- in that negative. Hmm. Well, I was thinking, because we were planning to do a little role play. Yeah, let's do a little role play. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I wanted to use a few kind of motivational interviewing things and one of the premises of this approach is active listening and people have probably heard a lot about active listening but what's what's key about that is that you're not like giving advice or you're not shaming or directing or you're not like um overly analyzing what the person is saying you're actually trying to meet them where they're at because a person doesn't usually change because they're berated or shamed <laughs> into it. But you'd be surprised, like, you know what I mean? Or, or somebody, right. even if they're overly sympathized with, they may right. not change with just that. Right. But they actually, a person may actually find change when they're allowed to kind of hear their own words and right. you actually, you know, you're actually beside them listening to them and then there's certain little things you can say that might help a person <clears throat> excuse me except uh decide to take a take a new step so shall we try it i think we should do it. now so i think 
I think that I'm going to take on the identity and the name of Nabor. Nabor. N-A-B-O-R. All right. Jewish Nabor. name, Nabor. Nabor. Right. right. I'm going to be your neighbor. All right. So you're going to be working to love your neighbor. Right. Um, and you can pick out if you want an identity, you can pick one, too. But that's what I'm going to go as. And I'm I'm going to be. So I so, so help me with the scene. Is this like right after? Oh, no, okay. uh, I, so you were we're, given the talent. I was given the talent. Right. I got the haven't married it yet. You're right. OK. Got it. So my yeah. job a little bit is to guide you, if I can, right. uh, toward possibly changing your mind. Like you have the thought. I probably, uh, you're starting to feel some fear. You're thinking right. of burying it, but right. you're coming to talk to me at least. So you're, you're doing right. what? Coming to talk to Cause we're, we're, um, we, we know each other. Right. We know, know each other. other. And my job here is to, is I'm going to see if I can help you be motivated to do something different. Right. Which is not easy right. to change someone's mind. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and we'll see, and we're going to play it. Uh, I'll use some of these techniques, but we're going to just see where it goes. We have and we and we can stop at every you know period of time, like every, every now and then. You can explain what you're doing, right? Okay. And I can talk about what's going on in me, so we can yeah. actually take a little pause and kind of like you know kind of get into the what's actually going on inside, because I think that would be really helpful for folks. Yeah, you know, to to be able to kind of see how that's going. Okay. And if we have time, we might even do like how to do it badly, because you know. Sometimes and we might not need like... to do that. It may already happen. You know? <laughs> it may already go south. <laughs> That's great. It's not perfect, right? It's not a perfect. Right. Time. It's going to be perfect. Okay. So, yeah. So, are we ready? I'm going to get in character now. All right. So I'm going to get, get in character. All right. All right. All right. Hey, neighbor. It's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been a this has been a day. I gotta tell you, Jonas, it's a day. This is a day. Really, what's been going on? Yeah, so um, I think you heard. I think you heard that the boss is like going off on his journey, and uh, so he comes up to me and he says, "Listen, Nabor, uh, here's a talent of silver. I want you to go and trade. I want you to invest in it. You know, I trust in you. You're my guy. You know, and um, and like I am like." totally beside myself. I'm like, not ready for this. I've never even, you know, seen that much money altogether in one place before. I, this is like, it's like kind of much. So yeah. you were really not ready for that. Not, well, no, I mean, he, you know, he's, you know, he gives me these words of confidence and all of this, but he knows that. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with, you know, a, a few hundred, a few thousand denarii here and there, but not nothing like a talent, nothing like a whole talent. That's like, it's like a lot of money. All right. So this so, is like for you. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking what I'm going to do with this. Right. And, you know, the other thing is, is that he's got a couple other guys that are on this guys that are really competent, that are more competent than I am to be doing this stuff. And I, they're already talking about what their plans are. They're investing in shipping, grain futures, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know that stuff. I can't do that stuff. Oh, wow. I can't do that stuff. I don't, I don't understand it well enough. I know that I'm going to lose this money. I know, Jonas, I know that I'm going to lose this money and he's going to come back and he is going to lay into me. Okay. So you don't. So this is like a setup, man. This feels just like a setup. So you don't feel very competent to be able to handle this. this No, 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 no. This isn't like, you know, Bush League stuff that I'm used to doing. Right, right. You know, it's one thing to go to the market and make a good deal with the pottery guy, but this is like an entirely different thing. So he gave you this money in, in part. Because he's trying to set you up. Well, 
that's what it feels like. I don't know what his motives are. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says he says that he trusts me. He says that, you know, that this is like the next step. This is growing edge for me, et cetera, et cetera. But he didn't ask me if I wanted it. You know, that's just like him too. You know, not to ask, not to, not to, not to get into like, is this okay with you or anything like that? No, just here it is, you know, right. boom. Right. So you it's, know. A lot, it's a lot at once without a lot of guidance. Right. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to be able to talk with them. He's gone. You know, you know what, you know what it's like maritime communications. He's out at sea. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And even to know these other guys have done that, done a lot of this before. And yeah, they've done it before, you know, they've done it before. So you're in new territory, new territory, absolutely new territory. And it is, this is not, this is not cool. So I, you know what I'm going to do? I've already decided what I'm going to do. I'm like going to, I'm just going to make sure that I cut my losses. I'm going to make sure that I don't have any losses. That's what I'm going to do, Jonas. I'm going to make sure I don't have any losses. I've got a place picked out where I'm going to bury this. And when he comes back, I'm going to be able to give him back everything he gave me. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're going to bury it. And that way you won't have any losses. You won't really incur any losses. I, I won't have any losses. You know, I'll continue working for him as I are, as I are, as I've always done. He's been, he seemed fairly happy with that. And, you know, and then, you know, if these guys, if these guys lose their, if they lose their stuff, you know, I'll wind up looking okay. Right. Um, and I'll just explain to him, look, this was beyond what I could do. So, you know? so and, it's really hard for you to take a risk with this money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause what's going to, you, you know, this, you've, you've, you've seen this guy when he's angry, he's, you know, He's gonna, you know, yeah, this is, it's sort of, sort of, uh, yeah, I just, you know what, it's just not for me. So, so if he does it, if you bury it, at least you'll avoid his anger. Yeah. And that's the main thing, right? Well, I don't know, like avoid his anger. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What would that be like? Okay. What do you think it would be like? Like if I, if I buried it, he would take no losses, right? Right. So, but that doesn't mean that he was not going to be angry. Okay. So what? What would have? What? What other options do you have? Shh, this is it. God, this is even worse because no, what he said was to trade with. He expects a profit off of this. Okay. So yeah, he's probably going to be like not happy about not getting a profit off of it. Okay. Because he's not like me. He's not like me, Jonas. You know, he's like this guy, you know, he likes to invest in these long shot gambles and he likes to, you know, score big and all of that. And that's okay. all important to him. He likes to be a player in terms of the, uh, in terms of like, you know, big Mr. Investment Banker type of guy. But like, I'm not like I came out of the household, man. That, that wasn't my, that's not my background. You know, if you take a, if you, if you, so if you um, take a chance with an investment with this. Right. You're afraid that, you know, he, he, you might lose something, you might lose it. It might, you know, things won't work out. Right. And Judah, he said he would help me, but like, I don't know if I can trust those guys because, you know, like, why would they give me good investment advice? Cause we know we're all going to be compared to each other. Right. right. You know, right. So you're really worried that, that you'll look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to, I don't want to lose my position. I don't want to get fired. You know, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I got to support them. I don't want to, you know, yeah. I don't want to, so like, yeah. yeah. So I didn't ask for this promotion. This wasn't like, this wasn't like, 
Yeah. So I'm like a little stirred up right now. I'm like feeling it. I think it makes sense that if you're being called to like take a risk here and do something that you just haven't done before, then might could go bad. But it, you know, but on the other hand, it might go well, and it's really hard to know. No wonder you're you're feeling really anxious about this. I got this as a free gift from the pottery guy after that deal we did, you know, uh, two months ago. Wow! So you did a deal with the pottery guy? Yeah, it was a good deal. That was a good deal. What did it you was ha- good for him too? It was good for him too. It sounds like you were able to make deals though. Yeah, but that's the pottery guy, man. You know, he's like, you know, I know him. And, you know, you don't go over with, you know, with, with you know, 60, you know, 6,000 denarii and you make a deal with the pottery guy, like somehow and like figure out. Yeah. You know, well, well, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never thought about doing something bigger with him. Wow. What would what would it be like to try something a little bigger with the pottery guy with this with these talents? I don't know, man. I don't know. It would be hard, right? It would be a little bit stretching you a bit, wouldn't it? <laughs> stretching me a bit, man. I'm on a rack here, <laughs> Jonas. I'm on the rack, stretching me a bit. Yeah, stretching me a bit. It's like my vertebrae pop out, man. Right. So. I mean, I just don't even want to think about this. I just, it's just so big. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose I could talk. Let's see. What does he do? He's got, what, six guys in the shop? I mean, maybe there's something we could do. It doesn't have to be all of it, I suppose. I mean, I suppose I could break this up, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could do it in stages. Like you said, the master doesn't come back for a long time. You could try out, take steps. What would it be like to maybe take a portion of it and see how you do? What do you think you might gain from that? Well, I mean, got to start somewhere, right? I mean, if it was only, if I was only dealing with, yeah, if I was only dealing with like, if I was only dealing with like three, 4,000 denarii, I could, I could do a deal like that. That'd be a bigger deal than I've ever done before. I mean, it's nothing yeah. like a whole talent, but I could I could probably swing a deal like that. Sounds like that would be comfortable for you, and at the same time, you would be practicing taking risks. So you you, all right. So I've been thinking about this like an all or nothing thing. You're saying just take a little bit of it and start somewhere. That's what start you're somewhere. saying. Yeah. And I like what you said about like practicing. Yeah. practicing a little bit if i lost if i lost three four thousand it's like a boatload of money but not to him right like that's you know and if i had if i broke it into like you know if i broke it into like 20 little pieces like that yeah you know then if even one of those deals went bad even then i wouldn't lose the whole thing yeah right and if you made a bit of a profit yeah hmm well yeah i mean especially if it was quick <laughs> then then i could do like because then if i made if i made a whole if i made a whole talent a profit i could just bury that talent 
right? And uh, then, and I could just be playing with like, so I would not lose then, right? Like if I... It sounds like you're working out a strategy to take some risks and at the same time practice new skills and also be a bit protective. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to bury the whole thing and not do anything. He's going to hate that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he would really look disapprovingly on that because that means you didn't give him anything extra. Right. Yeah. Right. And that you really basically didn't do anything at all with him. Yeah. That. That's. Not, I can't do that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds. You know, but if the thing with the pottery guy goes well, then we could do it again, right? We could do it yeah. again next month. Yeah, we could take steps toward getting better and better in little ways, getting better and better at taking these risks and doing these deals. Yeah. Can we pot? Yeah, I yeah, was just thinking this would be a good plan to start. All right, cool, yeah. cool. Um, so. And it's funny because I'm practicing this when – as a therapist, I do different things. So this isn't what right. I do all the time. So right. I was really being conscious about not giving you any direction mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as I could. How was that like right. for you? Yeah. I mean, like, first of all, if there had been a lot of direction, like I would have just dug in like at right. the beginning, because this is all about for this character. It was all about shame. It was all about exposure. It was all about failure. Right. That's well, that's what was driving the fear. And it was all about a lot of distrust of the um, of the um, of the supervisor, right, of my boss. Right. Right. The sort of a villainization of him almost. Right. Sort of making him into a monster. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like all this inadequacy. Right. So there was this concocting of this sort of worst case scenario if I actually went out and sort of risked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But like what was helpful was to just um, not let go of it, you know, to like begin to just in a, in the, in a, in a present. Cause what I remember, so like when I get into these role plays, I actually like to try to become the character, right. Yeah, and sort yeah. of like really get into it. And so what was most helpful was just the presence, mm. right. And the idea of not letting go of the possibility of doing something with the money. Right. And then what came to me, which I did not think about beforehand at all. It wasn't like I scripted this out or, you know, you know, thought about what I was going to say. But like the idea of taking a little bit of it and experimenting with it with the pottery guy, right. you know, um, that was like really helpful. And then when you kind of helped me think through like how that could how I could take a next step. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The idea of losing everything, because that was like the big catastrophic fear, right. the idea of losing everything and having nothing to show. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end, that was like, that was the worst. Right, right. And then when I could hold the idea that, yeah, and I've done, and you, you, you know, you talked about the previous good deals with the pottery guy and the fact that I have a relationship with him and we could probably work together for a small deal, um, you know, and the idea that you could build on that, then like some hope started to creep in, right? right. And some excitement started to creep in. Right. And what was cool is I didn't know any of that. So I didn't generate it for you. You came right. up with that. Right. And it went by, I wasn't really doing uh, much other than like listening to you and and affirming you in whatever you're saying, Uh, even the negative things. 
I wasn't affirming it in a way that just promoted it. I just, I think I was just like uh, empathizing with you. Yeah, acknowledging that it was real and that it was there. These feelings were real, that they were there, but not necessarily endorsing them in the sense of, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? It's true that you're going to fail, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, I tried very hard because this is a, a technique in, in motivational interviewing. And I tried really hard not to ask questions. I mean, right. there, are, there are certain open-ended questions that you do ask to get things going, yes. And a couple of times I slipped up and did ask a question. But there's a difference between saying to somebody like, um, oh, you're angry with your dad? <laughs> or, oh, you, you're angry with your dad. Right, right. You know, one kind of goes up and one, you're angry with your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and one and 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 I have to predict, you know, accuracy. In other right. words, because you'll tell me, right. oh no, that's not true. But but it but uh, you're sort of predicting. You're just making the statement, right. and when that and a person hears a statement like that, oh, that would be difficult to take a risk. Right, right. It it so does something. It moves them somewhere. Right. They have. They're, they're, it's not a yes or no answer. Either. Well, and there's no there's no demand to respond to it in a particular way either. Whereas if you ask a question, mm-hmm. you're creating an implicit demand for some kind of response or answer, yeah. right? So right. it's it gives a it gives the person on the other end an opportunity to, you know, respond in all kinds of ways, right? There's a lot of freedom with that because it's you know, I mean, I could I could acknowledge it, I could I could move on to something else because there's no like I have to, it doesn't force me to address it, you know, so right. there's a lot of freedom in terms of how the other person responds to something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that at the end you decided not to bury your talent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and if you, if, and, and you may, I think we, you know, you're going to have an action item where we start looking yeah. at buried talents, right? But if, so if you take this back, I'm going to really encourage people to go back beyond the emotion. Like in this case, for this, for this character, for Nabor, he was really struggling with fear, right? If we yeah. take it back, though, what 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 causes the fear? Mm-hmm. And then whatever that thing is, what causes that, right? So if you kind of take it back up the causal chain, if you inter- if you intervene more and more upstream, mm-hmm. right, then uh, you're going to have a positive effect all the way down that chain, all the way down that causal chain. Yeah. So um, so when you work with folks like this, it's really good to be able to get to some kind of distorted self-image, usually involve, usually involving shame or a sense of inadequacy, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, some kind of distorted God image, <clears throat> right? Um, where we don't believe that God is going to help us, right? Yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you might notice things I didn't do on purpose. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't side with anything. Like I didn't uh, align with like, oh yeah, I heard about that master. Your master right. guy, he's the worst. <laughs> like, right. you know, and which is right. a temptation, right? If you're, right. If you're talking to right. a friend or somebody would be, you just like make them feel better by just right. aligning with that. Or I didn't just take on an expert role. Like, Oh, well, I've had talents before and I've done this or that. And right, this is right. what you should do, you know, right. or label you or say, oh, you know what? You have an inordinate uh, risk aversion. <laughs> right? Like none of that. I didn't do any of those things. I didn't right. label right. it or act like the expert for blame right. you, take the side, any of those things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you didn't go along with the original idea of just burying the talent because that's the thing that would have made me feel better fastest. Mm. 
Right. That's what would have made me feel better fastest is to just bury the talent, walk away from it and try to disconnect from it. And I would have been enabling, right? I would have, oh yeah, bury the talent, you know, life will be. Yeah. And that's what we often want to do when we come across somebody that we care about in distress. We want to make them feel better faster. Right. And, and sometimes that means to agree with them and then they can, yeah, then they can uh, enlist our affirmation or our cooperation with that as justification for an action that may not actually be in their best interest. Right. Yeah. It may not be the best thing to do. Yeah. You know, and frankly, we don't know what the best thing to do is a lot of times, you know, it, and a lot of times the, the helper, the person in the helping role isn't given the grace of discernment to know what the other person should do. The other person is given the grace of discernment if they, if they want to use it, but not necessarily me, right. If I'm in a helping role. Right. Yeah. So we want to really be careful about not trying to, um, overly influence others' decisions, you know, under the mistaken idea that we really know what's best for them. Yeah, no, totally. totally. When it comes to something, when it comes to like investment decisions, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes there is moral black and whites that we, you know, come across, but it's in this kind of situation, it's not as necessarily clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, you know, really giving advice doesn't really, usually doesn't work is the point. We may think we know the answer and usually the, the other person actually does know what right and wrong, or they do know where they need to go and they really just need the support to get there. Right. Uh, right. And if it, if it can come from within and they've got more of that internal locus of control, they're owning their own decisions. I'm not just doing it because you as Jonas, the expert, right. Have said so. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's something that I've really come to, you know, through a process of discernment from a process of struggling with it, it's, it's going to be so much richer. So it's not just what you decide to do. It's how you decide to do it. Like the process of that decision making is really important. All right. Well, I do have a little action item. All right. Let's hear um, it. You know, it's very simple. Um, I'd like you to try to identify one thing in your life right now that is a talent that's being buried. Okay, so what, and that could be any number of things. And it might be something that you've dreamt about that you kind of put on a shelf. It could be something, you know, it could be something less grand. It could be, you know, something like getting up earlier to do your prayers or to exercise or something like this, or or take a risk to talk to somebody you've been meaning to. There's a lot of different ways this could be, but to identify one talent and then I want you to identify what is an advantage. What is an advantage that you would have um, by making a change? So if you can, you know, treat yourself, you know, if you can look at yourself, if you're able to look at yourself like the part of you that is afraid to make a change, right? If you can identify a part, here we go, little parts work there, Peter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, and, and hey, if you're able to do some of the kind of just understanding and affirming that we did today, it's hard to do with yourself. But... If you can, if you need to, you can do that. But just maybe even one thing, what would be one advantage for making this choice? And then and letting that sit and letting letting yourself feel like, well, what would it be like if you know to to make that change and and not not blame your not not doing it in a negative way, like all the blaming and labeling and stuff like that that we sometimes do that actually doesn't end up motivating. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. That sounds good. Can I add a little bit to that? 
Go ahead. Yeah. I would also get to like, because I'm more intrapsychic, right? So, you know, Jerry, you're more systems focused. I'm really intrapsychic. So I'm going to just encourage you to, to see if you can get beyond the emotion that's holding you up, you know, whatever it is, fear, um, shame, whatever. See if you can get to like, what's behind that, you know, what's further upstream that might keep you from really uh, going out with this talent and taking some taking some new actions with it, you know? So, so, and if you can get to that, sometimes that can really help clarify, you know, kind of like what you were doing with the, um, with the, uh, with the presentation, right. Recognizing oh, right. that, you know, recognizing that, yeah, there was a concern about this exposure, right. It wasn't just fear. There was behind the fear below the, before the fear was the exposure, right. The vulnerability. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. And yeah. if you have any, you try anything new, if you take a risk, and you unbury that talent and do something with it. And, you know, even in the next week, feel free to let us know. We would love to hear yeah. uh, about your little risk taking, about getting unstuck and overcoming little any fears you might have. Yeah. Um, by the way, so we do know we're making a little change. I think it's in two weeks. And so uh, with the beginning of Advent, I'm we're retooling Be With The Word and I'm going to be the main host. And I'm going to be planning to bring in some guests. I'm planning to do a lot of practical marriage stuff and, uh, or not just marriage, but relationships, like really how to improve relationships, whether it in families, uh, with friends, with uh, significant others and all that. So, um, I hope you'll join me on that. And we'll be giving you more and more information as we keep going. And if there's anything you really wanted to know from a marriage and family therapist, uh, about family, about marriage. If there's anything you'd like me to focus on, I would love to hear your ideas as right. I'm planning for this coming year. We have a comments box uh, where you can email us through the website at soulsandhearts.com. Uh, just register and then send us that email. We read every one of those. Um, and so, uh, Dr. Jerry, will you'll get those emails. And uh, yeah, that would be great. Be really much more interactive. So that's yeah. pretty exciting. And I want to just encourage people, you know, to let let others know about Be With The Word. You know, put the word out. Share this on social media. Uh, you know, email, you know, a couple of people that you think, man, I've thought about this person all, you know, off and on about letting them know about Be With The Word. We're really trying to rise above the internet noise. It's sometimes really hard for new podcasts to kind of get known. Like, put this out there to your, to your friends and your acquaintances that you think might benefit from it. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm going to shake things up a little bit. You are. Take a it's few little risks of my own. I'm going to unbury a few talents and, uh, and it'll be Dr. Jerry unleashed. And I, and I appreciate that because I've been putting a lot of time in this other podcast, the coronavirus crisis, Carpe Diem podcast. And then the community that goes with that, we're totally overhauling that right now. Um, and so I really appreciate, you know, how we've come to this in our own discernment, right? So yeah, there's some stepping out happening for both of us in souls and hearts. Uh, so yeah, we're actually trying to live this in the way that, you know, we, uh, that we live this out within, within this whole outreach of souls and hearts. So yeah, yeah. we're going to be doing that with you guys. So, yeah. all right. So please like our stuff better yet, subscribe and better yet share and, uh, tell your friends to join us with souls and hearts and all the cool things we're doing. All right. So until next time, be still. Believe. Be loved. Be loved. Take good care. God bless you all.